You're so focused on the objective, which is the door is closed. I've got to open this. You get all rattled up. And so your concentration and your focus becomes so narrow, you can't perceive the world around you. Because I wasn't able to pay attention, because I was so obsessed with opening the door, pulling on that door, got to get the door open. What am I going to do? And then you take a breath, you sit down, you give up, and you look down on the floor, and there are the keys to the door. This is the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. My name is Keith Fiveson. On this podcast, I spoke with Brett Hill, who is the co-founder of the Future is Mindful Conference. Brett is a professional speaker, a trainer, a coach, an author who specializes in mindful communications. As the host of the Language of Mindfulness podcast, I met Brett as a guest and he interviewed me previously. Brett is an interesting man who has distilled a lifetime of deep study and practice into mindful communications. He has a degree in interpersonal communications, has taught meditation to many hundreds of people, and has studied mindful presence and communications for many years. He founded the Quest Institute, a meditation center in Dallas, Texas. Brett has achieved a lot in his life. Having launched several businesses, he also worked as a Microsoft Senior Technical Evangelist and Worldwide Technical Readiness Manager, and he now focuses on helping professionals learn the power of consciousness and mindful communication. I totally enjoyed talking with Brett and resonated with his wisdom, his insight, and ability to bridge the technical world with the mindful world to create a better world. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hey, 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 here we are with Brett Hill. Oh, my goodness gracious, Brett, <laughs> what is happening? What is going on, my friend? What's happening? What's up with you? I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you, and you're lighting me up right this moment. I'm so that's lighting you up. Well, that's on purpose. You know that. You know, you know I'm looking for the charge. So tell me, Brett, like, I'm so glad that you're here. You and I, uh, I've been on your podcast. Here you are. You're on my podcast. But, you know, in between all that, we keep running into each other. We keep bumping into each other. And it's, What's up with that? Uh, what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's good stuff, right? And But, you know, you just got finished doing, like, this amazing uh, conference on mindfulness and, uh, you know, maybe maybe you want to talk about that. I have a big question, like, why is mindfulness so hot? Why do you think it's like the place to go ahead and look at right now? And tell me maybe tell me a little bit about uh, TFIM. And, you know, it's like, you know, thank God it's Monday or thank God. It's, <laughs> what, is, what is what is TFIM all about? And, and, and how did you get to do that? Well, um TFIM is the future is mindful. Yeah. And um, that was coined by my colleague, Mark Monobaum. Love it. And um, who uh, you uh, and I, I both met, I think, yes. at the Institute for Organizational Mindfulness uh, mm -hmm. facilitator training. Yep. And he and I got to talking. And uh, one of the things that became clear as a result of interacting with uh, the people at that training and then also mm. i'm involved with uh, the inner mba it sounds mm -hmm. true and i've been meeting so many people who are involved in what you might call mm -hmm. organizational mindfulness mm -hmm. and i was also the host for the organizational mindfulness podcast right for the that was stellar stellar work. Yeah. yeah thank you and so i keep i keep 
meeting people mm-hmm. who are involved with organizational mindfulness. And right. it became clear that mm-hmm. something big is happening, mm-hmm. really big, mm-hmm. and people don't know about it. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. in the, the general populace isn't aware of um, how mm-hmm. much is going on at that level. And we're talking about really, really big, big efforts here. Okay, not just so efforts. got it. So what? So organizational mindfulness is is like okay, that sounds great. And I love the letters, by the way, organizational mindfulness. Om. Mm. Uh, not that that not not that we want to go there in organizational <laughs> mindfulness. But but tell me, what is what is that? What is that? What does that mean? And why is it different than let's say, you know, old mindfulness or or regular mindfulness or everyday mindfulness or what, what what's different about? It? Well, the difference is we're talking about what, you know, an organization isn't a person, mm-hmm. right? And so people mm-hmm. people do mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So this is a how does an organization mm-hmm. adopt um, um, a, mm-hmm. a culture that supports mm-hmm. the adoption and the principles of mindfulness in its organizational structure? Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about making a moment, making a time for people just to be still for a minute or putting up a booth and letting people be Mm -hmm. mindful in it or sending people to a training and then just saying, hey, that's our, we're going to check the box. We're talking about Mm -hmm. actual adoption of Mm -hmm. mindful practices within the organizational culture. Right. So, so, okay. So you say organizations are not people, but yet, I mean, organizations are made up of the people. So your point is, is that for an organization to be really, for an organization, for for people, for organizations to be mindful, it really takes a village, right? It takes the community of the organization to come together to really kind of talk about, you know, who they are, where they've been, where they're going, and then together work together as a, as an organization to go ahead and make that happen. Is that right? Well, exactly. It's like really what has to happen is the organizations, and you, we're seeing this in the Great Resignation, mm-hmm. so to speak. I mean, you've right. heard of that, you know, people quitting like crazy because mm-hmm. they need to find meaning at work. Mm-hmm. And work has got to transform to a place that empowers the people who work mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. as well as produce whatever it is they're doing. Those two things cannot be independent of each other. Got it. So the, the, so the whole idea of a mindful organization is, is how can you go to work, be enriched by the relationships that you have there, be present to whatever they are, be present to whoever they're dealing with, and then all work together towards a common purpose. Right. right. And and feel like you belong, exactly. feel like you're engaged wow. in meaningful work, mm-hmm. that a place that actually connects with you and listens to your problems and supposed mm-hmm. to like, why didn't you make your numbers? It's mm-hmm. kind of like, mm-hmm. hey, is there anything going on? Right. Right. Exactly. That's great. So there's a so there's a sense of presence to the human experience, which really then uh, takes it to another level to what is the human potential and how can we go ahead and create or enrich individual lives to enrich the organization, yes, but also to enrich their personal lives because everyone lives a personal life and that line is getting thinner and thinner, which is back to your earlier point about the great resignation, right? 
Right. And so that's what the future of mindful was about. Mm -hmm. It was about having this conversation. It's mm -hmm. like, who is doing this work mm -hmm. and what are we finding? What's going mm -hmm. on out there? So it's kind of like, let's get the status mm -hmm. quo out there. Let's get people talking. Let's create a context mm -hmm. where people can come and say, hey, here's what we're doing and mm -hmm. here's how it's going. And mm -hmm. uh, and it was a really great mm -hmm. experience. Uh, I think you did a fantastic job there. And I, I really was very impressed by it. And I was enthused by it. And I feel like you know, we should have a future as mindful, um, you know, event every single day. I mean, every every <laughs> exactly. every single day should be a, a mindful day, right? Every mm -hmm. the future is now. Why not be? Why not be in the now? In the oh, that was the future. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I know it gets confusing, right? It's been, well, because I, I did scratch my head. The future is mindful. Mindful is mindful. Now, wait, wait, okay. wait, wait I'm not going to go there. Wait, that's this the is past. Good. What's going on? What's going on? So, so for those people, you know, people have been listening to the podcast, I'm sure, and some people may say, "Well, you know, what is that? What is mindfulness?" So, what mm. does mindfulness? And the podcast name is the Mindfulness Experience. So, mm. what does mindfulness experience mean to you? To me personally? Yeah. What does it mean to you personally? Well, I, uh, boy, that's a, you know, that's kind of an unnameable mm. question in a mm. lot of ways. Really, it's just simply about connecting non-judgmentally with open acceptance to my in-the-moment mm. experience. Mm. So being present with whatever's going on in the now and then being able to look at it and have that sort of recognition and make a choice as to how you want to deal with it right yeah and and the thing that's mm -hmm. powerful about that is not just the objective objective sitting back and going oh there's that there's this but what that allows me to connect to mm -hmm. is a much richer experience of the moment mm -hmm. and that's the juice that's the payoff it's not mm -hmm. just being less reactive it's being more connected mm. and i want to kind of bring that into you know your your work you know you uh in your work you do um you call yourself a storyteller right mm. you've done a lot of work around storytelling you were back in the corporate world you did some storytelling there and uh you know i always talk about the default mode network of the brain right yeah which is always telling us a story uh, so I'm wondering what uh, what is a storyteller and what and why do stories matter? Why do you think stories matter? Step, uh, well, mm. stories give context to whatever it is you're trying to get across. And mm. that's the thing. Mm. It's kind of like we see ourselves in stories of our life. Mm. And so whenever you hear a teaching point, so to speak, like what is the default moral necker? Okay, that's one thing. But if you could tell a story about mm. how because I wasn't able to pay attention because mm. I was so obsessed with opening the door, pulling on that door, got to get the door open. Mm. What am I going to do? And mm. then you take a breath, you sit down, you give up and you look down on the floor and there are the keys to the door. Mm -hmm. mm. Right. Right. Because you're like, get so freaked out that you're caught up in the, uh, what isn't rather than the uh, stepping back and seeing what is. You're yeah. so focused on the objective, which is the mm -hmm. door is closed. I've got to open this. You get all rattled up right. and so right. narrow. Right. Near, your your concentration and your focus becomes so narrow, mm -hmm. you can't perceive the world around you. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and mindfulness is the skill of interrupting, noticing, mm -hmm. oh, you know, I'm so contracted. I'm so angry. I can't even, mm -hmm. is my anger going to get this door open? Mm -hmm. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, 
let me just take a breath and consider and you sit down and you start to look around and then you notice oh the keys to my problem right. are right there on the ground and that's a, a the metaphor for life right it's kind right. of like the the keys to many of our problems are right in front of us we just can't see them right so there there you go that's like the stop metaphor or the stop acronym for stop take a breath observe mm -hmm, pause mm -hmm, proceed mm -hmm. or the rain acronym re, you know recognize accept uh, you know inquire or integrate and then nurture you know look mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. what's going on so you uh yeah you've been involved with this in a while and i and i i looked at your bio and i was really intrigued because you know you and i sort of share a kind of a parallel path in some way you know you were in the technology area i was mm -hmm. in the telco area the telecom technology area you got involved in 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 this whole area of mindfulness this whole area of meditation this whole area of really going down deep and starting to look at um, life and you did some work. Tell me a little bit about your journey, if you're okay with that. I know you did some work around Hakomi. Uh, did I pronounce that right? Yeah, that's Hakomi? right. Uh -huh. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and somatic psychotherapy. Maybe you can tell me a little bit about that and about, you know, how, how did you get to where you are now? You know, well, I know it's a long story. You that's a, yeah, that's in, a big You don't question. have to get into birth and all that. But, you know. <laughs> I was born. And, no, no. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I feel like we're going to sing for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, let's do that. You should have yeah. a podcast yeah. about that. Oh, yeah, so, I think that's yeah. great. I love that. I love that. So yeah. um, I have always had an interest in, I, in a nutshell, I've been the kind of guy, I was the kind of kid that took his toys apart to see how they worked. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to know what makes this thing tick. Mm. And that's how I went up in technology. I kind of, when, you know, I'm old enough to be around when PCs were invented, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking at this and going, I have to know everything there is to know about this mm -hmm. thing. So mm -hmm. I was involved from the very, very beginning with PCs. And so whenever they became a thing, I was one of the only people around who knew anything about them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Microsoft became big and I, mm -hmm. and I, my whole career uh, in many ways, technically has been around the Microsoft stack. Mm -hmm. And I got hired by them to go and tell stories about the Microsoft solutions. And so I was right. what they called a technical evangelist. Uh -huh. and, uh, and so I would tell stories about how this technology is going right. to help your life be better. And now, so did you travel around to different yeah. offices and like tell them, you know, this is the, this, this is the story. This is the narrative. This is the way you want to tell it. Is that well, there was that. There was like yeah. training people who to right. tell the story, but then right. also I was on stage all over the world mm -hmm. talking to at conferences and mm -hmm. in trainings and stuff, right. pitching the the goods, right. so to speak. But right. you know, actually trying to connect it up to people's real lives. This is going to save you time. This is going right. to make your life easier. Trying to trying to show people how it matters. Mm -hmm. Now you just take that same kind of let's call it a core characteristic, someone who likes to know how things work. And you flip it on to people because I've always been deeply fascinated with how do how do emotions work? How does mm -hmm. communication work? How is mm -hmm. it that we actually get, mm -hmm. we are able to build a city or solve mm -hmm. a pandemic or mm -hmm. collaborate on anything? Mm -hmm. what's, what's the mechanics of all mm -hmm. of that? Mm -hmm. Because I had this epiphany when I was in college that mm -hmm. the limits of what we can do as a species mm -hmm. is really bounded by our ability to communicate. Mm. Yeah. And so, so I've been focused a lot of years on uh, that kind of landed on mindful communications mm -hmm. and being present with each other mm -hmm. is really the fastest path mm -hmm. to having the best outcomes. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and the best experience. Mm, that's where the flow is, right? That's and right. then and that led you to Hakomi or what? Yeah, that was what I, that when that really kicked in the afterburners on that uh-huh. is whenever I because that's where I learned mindful presence in terms mm-hmm. of being in a it was taught in the format and the structure of a client therapist relationship. Mm-hmm. But that same technique, those same techniques of creating connection, creating mm-hmm. uh, empathy, having empathy, and mm-hmm. I'm talking about you know legit empathy not right. Not, right. not like cheap oh i feel for you but yeah. more like yeah. really really <laughs> Have true a nice connection day. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> real connection like really right. yeah. deeply deeply i hear listening. you i see you i feel you yeah yeah in a profound way mm-hmm. got it and uh and eventually that all morphs into mm. if i was to just fast forward like mm-hmm. 15 years i would say mm-hmm. it basically boils down to loving presence mm. an intentional mm-hmm. And a conscious decision to to be in relationship mm-hmm. uh, with someone mm-hmm. in a state of loving presence, mm-hmm. and that I can't state enough the conscious mm-hmm. choice part, how mm-hmm. important that is. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that's wonderful because on the wings of mindfulness are compassion and wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. And you know I don't think you can really do a good job with mindfulness. You you can. I mean, you can be a mindful sharpshooter, and you can <laughs> go ahead and you know do 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 things that are really evil in a very mindful way, but unless you really have compassion, that really is the growth element and the wisdom is really the growth. So Hakomi really allowed you to go ahead and be in touch with that presence, that sense mm-hmm. of presence around people and that people were not different than you or not to be manipulated in some way, but really to be looked at as, you know, fellow connectors, fellow communicators, fellow builders right. of cities, mm-hmm. as you say. Mm-hmm. You know? And in a particular way, there are a lot of skills involved with this, mm-hmm. like paying attention to um, it's a somatic form mm-hmm. of mindfulness based mm-hmm. psychotherapy. And so mm-hmm. you really learn to pay attention to body language, listen to voice, mm-hmm. and you learn to hear what's not said, mm-hmm. but is embedded in mm-hmm. the message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you really sort of learn, I, I call that listening behind the words. Mm-hmm. So you begin to hear people's story, mm-hmm. the big arc of their story, mm-hmm. in the small things. Mm-hmm. Right. So they say, they come to you and they say, well, I don't know what to do with my work. And you begin to hear that that's really just a placeholder for, right. I've been confused my whole life about how to belong. Mm. Wow. Wow, that's big. That's very big, and that's sort of like walking. Uh, that's sort of like walking in between the raindrops, isn't it? In some way. Precisely that. Yeah. It's it's yeah. really the space between. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I, on my website I say. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. the the language of mindfulness.com. I'm sorry, pitch my voice that. On that, I say, it's what goes on between us. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's the key. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Mm, so that's much. the subtle tones, right? That's the, I always, uh, you know, when we uh, do a meditation, I'll often with clients, I'll say, you know, now listen to the sound. Now listen to the space in between the sound. That's it. You know, that's listen it. to the space, the silence in between the, sil- the sound. The stillness. You know? yeah, yeah, the stillness. Yeah. Which that's is where, great. That's where all the good stuff happens. That's where all the good stuff happens. And then you went on and you did some other work around uh, Quest Institute. What is, I mean, I love the name. What is, what was, <laughs> what, 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 what is that? What was that well, all that about? Was, uh, in my early days, I was a mindfulness, uh, not a mindfulness, I was a meditation instructor. And so okay. I had run across a, a guy who was teaching a form of uh, Paramahansa Yogananda's work, um, mm-hmm. which was kind of a Kriya meditation. And I became mm-hmm. a teacher in that. And um, and I'm, I moved to Dallas to go to work for a tech company before my Microsoft years. 
And um, one thing led to another and I wound up teaching people how to meditate. And mm. eventually it was too many people to have in my mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. And so we established, a, a mm-hmm. we rented a building and it became the Quest Institute. Mm-hmm. And um, there were, you know, about 150 mm. people or so. Mm. And so that uh, that became a thing. It came, mm. just grew up very organically mm-hmm. out of just one mm-hmm. person told another. And another. Mm-hmm. So That's great. So, so it was so Kriya, you taught them Kriya, so learning how to breathe, basically, right? Learning how to breathe, but use energy. It's like energy right. work. So right. it's kind of like moving energy in your body right. in a particular way. And this was very um very much connected to the idea of connecting up to what what people might call the divine or right. a spiritual spiritual space right and the wonderful thing about that i mean you know it's uh from a visualization viewpoint it's not it's not like woo woo i mean it's you know it's it's just being able to go ahead and manifest your own energy and uh i guess the chinese call it qigong and then the uh, you know, the uh, Hindus or the uh, pe- yoga people might call it uh, Tantra, moving energy from your prana, around, prana all, yeah. chi, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. whatever. Lots, so, lots of names for this. So, so you, so you've been like, you've really traveled the, the, uh, the metasphere, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, you, exactly you, you, so. the biosphere, the, you know, the, the cognosphere and and, and really looking at ways that people would connect into not only the digital sphere, but also to the biosphere, you know, to themselves. Right. Yeah. I had a, a, a coach I was working with. He said, I'm a cross-platform coach. And like, I can I, deal I with like the that. technology, the soma, the psychology, right. the, the woo-woo. It's all in my, right. it's all in my wheelhouse. I, I get it. I get it. And I love that. Now, one of the things that you said on your website, uh, in your bio was that you, you said that you can turn ordinary conversations into extraordinary experiences. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Well, you can have a remarkable moment mm-hmm. just checking out with somebody at uh, at the grocery store. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you both share that moment, mm-hmm. but because a lot of it is what are what is the state that you are in? Mm. And so if you're experiencing somebody in a really deep way, you're really connecting to kind of appreciation and seeing and feeling not just not just the words that they're speaking, but the person that's standing in front of you and understanding that they have a history, they Mm. have ancestors, they have things they're fighting for, they have things that they're hoping for, they have things they're struggling with. Mm. And if you're really in touch with that, and when you're talking with somebody, you are having a rich experience of another Mm. person. Mm. Now, I'm not talking about making up a story about Mm -hmm. them, Mm -hmm. but letting yourself be present with the truth of that. Mm-hmm. Because it really goes pretty far. Mm-hmm. And when you're connected to that and you interact with somebody, mm-hmm. it changes the conversation. Mm-hmm. It makes it different and it causes people and people notice. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly these very mundane interactions become very rich experiences. Mm-hmm. I really like that. You know, uh, there's a word sonder. I don't know if you're familiar with the word, but it's a it's a great word, and it really means that. You know, like there are 7 billion experiences going on, 7 billion realities going on in the world. And everyone 
And the word means, you know, everyone is living a very rich experience to your point. I, 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 I love that, which is very deep to, you know, back to their ancestors, their family, you know, something going on with their health or their uh, objectives or just living life day to day, just surviving yeah. life. You know, I, and I, I think that's really very poignant. You know, we, we can get caught up in our own story as, uh, you know, they say, uh, you, it's the story of me and I'm the star of the show. And <laughs> exactly. you know, you're, just, you're just a bit player in my show. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know you, people get caught up in that, right? No, you do. You spend yeah. a whole lifetime that way. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it's all about me. And oh, yeah, let me let me tell you. Let me tell you more about me. Yeah. Well, and that's as you say, that's the default mode network. It's mm -hmm. like we we right. you can't help but create a story about yourself because that's mm -hmm. what surfaces from simple interaction with the world. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm lucky. I'm unlucky. I'm someone mm -hmm. who's healthy or unhealthy or mm -hmm. people like me or people don't mm -hmm. or I can sing well and people like whatever your whatever your experience is. Right. Your brain creates a story around it. Right. Right. And, and the, and, mm -hmm. and the trick of not the trick, but one of the gifts of mindfulness is to realize that you are not your story. Mm, mm, yeah. And, and, you know, I think to that point, one of the things I say is change your story and you change your life. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and even I would say go a bit deeper, give up your story mm. and become you. Mm, mm -hmm. Right. So, and, and, you know, that, that, that's good because many people are holding on to their past, right? The past is regret. Sure. You know, the future is anxiety and they're not living in the now because they're caught up with regret, coulda, woulda, shoulda. And they're caught up with anxiety. I need to, I must, where's my schedule? I, you know, I, uh, I need to show up, if you will, mm -hmm. and not being in the now. And you're saying something very different, which is get rid of your story. Yeah, I'm saying just let realize that any story you have about yourself is just a story you have about yourself. And it's meaningless, and it's meaningless that it's meaningless. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't go so far as to say it's meaningless personally. Uh -huh. okay. I would just say it's not you. Right. It's like you might truly be a smart person, mm -hmm. right? And so your feedback is, okay, you're a smart guy. You know, mm. like, okay, well, you can walk around the world. Well, I'm smart. Blah, 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 and that's me. Right, okay. Right. Then someone gives you feedback. Right. Well, you're not smart. And that goes right. against not just your belief, but your very right. identity. Oh, I'm crushed. I'm right. crushed. Right. So how could you say that? That's <laughs> just you crazy. That? Yeah. yeah, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah. That's, that, you know, it's that's <laughs> like the story of the story of the guy at the airport, right? You remember that story? The executive who's not able to get on the flight right away. And he goes to the he says to the 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 person at the desk, I have to get on that flight. Do you have any idea who I am? Do you know who I am? Do you have any idea who I am? And she says, uh, hold on a second. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's a man here who doesn't know who he is. Can, <laughs> any, can anyone help him? <laughs> I know. And you see that so much. It's like, if you knew how important I was, you would treat right. me different. Right? right. And that's the story. That's completely a story. Right. 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 So, so what's, what's wrong with that? What's, I mean, you know, one of the, I mean, we get a lot of pushback, you know, the world's doing okay. Um, hey, you know, this mindfulness stuff. Great. I'm glad you you're, you're on it. You know, glad you're involved with it. Good for you. I hope it turns out all right. What's, what's, what's wrong with the way things are and why do things need to change in your opinion? I mean, you're doing the future is mindful. I'm just wondering what your kind of 
takeaways from that are when we start taking a look at stories because you know obviously you know people have their stories people have their sure uh, why why do i need to get rid of it what's wrong with what's wrong because with because it? it's the source of all suffering hmm. it's like if look at i mean he's an individual a single individual might be doing well in fact cliff smith at the conference uh, his talk he talks about like why would executives who you know they're into seven multiple seven figures like why would they be caring about becoming mindful because being who they are has got them where they are it's because the next level of effectiveness of of integration of connection of productivity even mm -hmm. this is where it is so it's so there's just that that there's that level, but mm -hmm. if you look at all of the real significant problems in the world, mm -hmm. they are all based on identification with something that isn't real. Mm -hmm. Which, if you get down to what is who we really are and our real core and our essence, mm -hmm. it's not I'm a lefty or I'm a righty or I'm this or I'm that. It's like we're human beings, mm. and we care about the same things. Mm -hmm. We want our children to be healthy. We mm -hmm. want to be happy. We want to be most, you know, we want to be people who feel good about our world. Mm -hmm. We all have so much in common. Mm -hmm. And if we were to connect more to what's happening in me now, rather than, well, I feel like that because those people right. got something that I didn't, that that's an right. infringement on my world. Those are just ideas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're not actually happening. So I want to get back to where you were before about the great resignation, right? You did mm -hmm. this, the future is mindful. And, you know, I, I, I'm really wondering, like, is the current leadership, is, is what's going on in the world, uh, is it working? I mean, you know, I, and that goes to the question, you know, why, you know, why change things the way they are? You know, uh, I mean, many stressed out leaders are toxic, right? They don't have emotional intelligence. They lack self-awareness, self-compassion. They lack awareness of others. And, you know, they're paying themselves these extraordinary salaries. They're going ahead and, you know, taking advantage of people. And they really have a hard time acknowledging their own mistakes. So mm -hmm. from the viewpoint of, you know, organizations, I would say that you're, I think you're, you're, you're right on, you're spot on. And there can be, I think, a better way of doing business, right? Well, well right. And the point of this is like Mike Foster says of the Institute for Organization Mindfulness, he says, if the people, the organizations that don't adopt some kind of mindfulness practice embedded in their organizations are going to be at a competitive disadvantage in the near mm -hmm. future. Right. Because, because the, Everybody's doing this. All the big companies are taking this on as not just important from, um, you know, it's important for them to attract, mm -hmm. retain, keep engaged people. Mm -hmm. So there's just a fact of the matter that mindfulness is, is sort of the, a keystone magnet to be able to do all of that. And then there's the impact of that mm -hmm. in the organization, because once you bring more mindful people into the organization, mm -hmm. that's going to bring changes in, in the organization. And those changes are going to be beneficial to the organization. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the cost of turnover is extraordinary when you start taking a look at not only the fact that you've got to recruit, train, you know, you've got to look at productivity, lost ex expertise, so on and so forth. And my understanding is that it costs as much as 20% of an employee's salary to replace them, never mind all the additional cost of having to bring them up to speed. Yeah, I think that's conservative, actually. Yeah, really? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you you look at onboarding, you look at loss of institutional knowledge, you look at all kinds of stuff. There's mm-hmm. a there's a. It's not like you can get rid of somebody and hire someone the next day and they just pick up you know, all the balls in the air, right? There's right. a whole big lag time in mm-hmm. terms of getting up to speed and reintegration, and mm-hmm. uh, and so you lose months and months and months and months and months of productivity mm-hmm. and um, and some of that institutional knowledge, depending on the, the person that you're talking about, may never be recaptured, and that has a, that has an impact on the fact that the people who are who are onboarding simply do not know the details that other people who have left didn't know. And that results in inefficient decision-making and execution. Right, right. Well, that's that's huge. And when you uh, had this Future is Mindful uh, conference, there was a lot of those discussions going on, weren't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There was a ton of these decisions, or excuse me, conversations going on mm-hmm. around how do we engage uh, in a way that is embracing the wholeness of of what people are, mm. that that organizations have to become places that recognize not just that we want to get things done, but we want to do so in a way that embraces the humanity of the people that are doing the work. Mm. Wow. Well, I, I got to say that the conference itself was absolutely spectacular. Where do you think that as, you know, taking this going forward, when you start taking a look at the future as mindful, where do you think that you might want to go with this? Uh, because it was a stellar, stellar event. Well, thank you so kindly. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, th- you know, it was an interesting experiment because, you know, Mark and I just decided, well, <clears throat> if this is true, if there's this conversation that wants to happen, mm-hmm. let's just invite some people. And we went for kind of the A list because we had a really amazing list of speakers and see if they see what they say. And the remarkable thing is that they all said yes. Every one of them. We're talking, you know, Scott Shute, Tammy Simon from Sounds True. I mean, it was like unbelievable. The people that showed up, Brian, um, um, oh, my Brian Welch from Mindfulness mm-hmm. uh, show. It's like I'm like, oh my God. Well, if they're mm-hmm. showing up for this, then then we're really onto something. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're thinking that uh, we'll do another one. We don't know mm-hmm. when exactly yet, but that's uh, we're we're beginning planning for 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 mm-hmm. round two, and we're continuing to have these webinars that we're offering. Um, for the people that are on the mailing list, they can go mm-hmm. to the website, thefutureismindful.com, and see webinars that we're offering every week. They're free, completely mm-hmm. free uh, right. to, to see. Well, to the join. beauty of it is the community. And I think that was I think that was probably the, you know, it was very unlike any other events that a lot of people might be used to going on a Zoom or going like that. I mean, you really were able to build community and able to build conversation. And I think that more than anything today we really long for that community that sense of you know hey i'm with people who really not only get what i'm about but also really want to nurture it and grow it and really develop it so you know uh, uh cheers uh three cheers and uh, kudos and uh you know as i as i as i said before where do i sign up and you know, how, do we, how do we how do we how do we go ahead and make this make this puppy uh uh run and bark and do all mm-hmm. the things that it needs to to be in the world 
Yeah, well, you know, we uh, are at this point, we're kind of regrouping and seeing what's next. So, uh, you know, sign up for our community membership at the future is mindful.com. And that will right. get you on the announcement list. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do have some great recordings that are there that are available mm -hmm. um, on the website to, of the keynote. So you could you could uh, get a registration that lets you ha uh, see those. And then um, stay tuned as we we're thinking very soon, we're going to be having some what we called community keynotes mm -hmm. where we invite the community to come and mm -hmm. let's just hear what people have to say we're not going to schedule like a, a big a big name brand speaker mm -hmm. and just right. hear from the community and see what's going on right well you know as i've always said uh, in a room at any particular point there's more brain trust and more knowledge within that room than any one speaker so that's it's exactly always nice right. to hear from the community. And uh, I think that's fantastic. And you're also uh, very much involved as a coach and as a mm -hmm. as a consultant and working with organizations. Can you just speak to that for a moment, if you don't mind? Sure, sure. Um, I have a website, the, the language of mindfulness.com. Mm -hmm. It's just language of mindfulness.com and a podcast, and etc. And I do coaching and I do consulting and advising with people and also um, I'm some courses for organizations in terms of mindful communications mm -hmm. so people can reach out to me and connect up around all of that uh, and i'm happy to help i have a i'm very passionate about this and the work that i do particularly the one-on-one -on -one work it goes deep you know we, right. we get real well it's uh, it's really fantastic uh, and i'm uh, very excited and very happy that you chose to be on the podcast with me and uh, really share your knowledge and wisdom brett with uh, everyone uh, and uh you know, I want to thank you very much for showing up. Thank well, thank you for the invitation. You're doing such a great job with this, uh, and I really appreciate it. Uh, so thank you for the good work and getting the word out and for the work that you do. Yeah, and there's more to come. More to come. <laughs> Yay. I'm excited. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the Mindfulness Experience podcast. I hope you enjoyed this compassionate and honest discussion with Brett Hill. I also hope you gained some insights about how mindfulness can be incorporated into your organization on a day-to-day -day basis to live a better life and communicate more mindfully. Please follow the podcast to connect for future ones as well. Subscribe, leave us a review, and suggest topics that you'd like to hear. Connect with us on our social media platforms or visit our website at workmindfulness.com for more mindfulness experiences. Thank you again. Hope to see you on the next show. Take care.